Welcome into another edition of the Doug Russell Podcast. Glad to be with you on this Aaron Rodgers Wednesday, I guess you could say. The news of the day, of course, is that Aaron Rodgers has finally broken his silence. I don't know if it was really silence, but we haven't heard from him since his darkness retreat. And I guess everybody was wondering exactly what his quote-unquote decision would be. And it's a little more nuanced than that because it was never purely his decision as to what he was going to be beyond, yes, I want to play, or no, I don't want to play. That was really the only decision that was his. Now, what his intentions are, what he wants to do, what the Packers want, what the New York Jets want, we'll get to that in a moment, that all still has to be flushed out. And there will be the question of leverage. There will be the question of who needs, you know, and and as part of leverage, who needs to get this deal done more, the Jets, the Packers, the quarterback, uh, what it will mean for Aaron Rodgers' legacy, what this will mean for Jordan Love, how long of a rope will the Packers and Packers fans give Jordan Love, considering what came before him, 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterback play. There's a lot that goes into this. We do know, and I think that we're all kind of coming to grips with it, even Aaron Rodgers' most ardent supporters, that Aaron Rodgers' days in Green Bay are over. He'll never play another down for the Green Bay Packers. That is abundantly clear at this point. Now the Packers could try to play you know, a power move on Rodgers' and say, well, unless the Jets give us two first-round picks, you're not going to the New York Jets, and then you're just going to have to come back here to Green Bay, and you'll hold the clipboard for Jordan Love. Well, that's not going to happen. But in theory, the Packers could make that statement. I don't expect it to happen. There was a lot of bad blood that was spilled the last time this happened, exactly 15 years ago with Brett Favre. And what the organization showed then and what Ted Thompson showed then was that, number one, nobody's bigger than the organization. Sometimes there are players, and I'm not saying that that Brett did this. I'm not saying that Aaron did this. But sometimes there are players who believe they are bigger than the organization. There's nothing bigger than the organization, especially one that has had as much success and as much history as the Green Bay Packers. The Packers survived Brett Favre. The Packers survived and will survive Aaron Rodgers. The Packers survived. It took a while for them to climb out of the wilderness for a while, but the Packers survived Vince Lombardi when he left. Nobody's bigger than the organization, even the greatest coach in NFL history. Even the greatest quarterback, arguably, in NFL history. The Packers survived Don Hudson way back in the day. The Packers will survive losing Aaron Rodgers. What they will get back, I listen, as someone who is a vested interest in the Packers being as successful as they can be, I hope they hold out for everything they can get from the Jets, and, and I hope they don't settle. I hope the Packers get two first-round picks. I don't know that that's going to happen, and I don't know that Aaron Rodgers is worth two first-round picks. If Devontae Adams, the best wide receiver in football, If he was worth a first and a second entering his prime, what's Aaron Rodgers worth at the end of his prime? Because for all the Packers fans that are, I get it. Look, if you're a sad Packers fan today, I totally get it. I totally understand. 
Because for a lot of Packers fans, a whole generation of Packers fans, you don't know any different. You don't know a different quarterback. And if you're below the age of, say, you know, 35, 36, 37 years old, you you could be elected president in this country and not know what not having a Hall of Fame quarterback is like because, again, it's been 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterback play. First Brett and then Aaron. But the Aaron Rodgers era is over. And this has been kind of a long time in coming. The timeline is interesting, but not all that remarkable. At the end of the regular season, one where it was statistically Aaron's worst season, although he was playing with a broken thumb that, uh, you know, I think could have changed the fortunes of the Packers this season. But they went over to London on October 9th against the New York Giants, had a lead at halftime, blew the lead in the second half, and Aaron chucked a desperation pass that, you know, when he was coming down with his right hand, he banged it on a defender's New York Giants helmet and fractured his thumb. And I think that messed him up for most of the rest of the season. It's going to be a long time to heal. I don't think that he... I don't know if he ever fully healed, but I also know that he wasn't necessarily right until after the bye week, and that was two months later. The bye didn't come until, I think the bye week was, what, the week of December 11th, if I'm not mistaken? So that's two months of playing with a busted thumb on your throwing hand. So yeah, he missed some passes. Didn't have a great statistical season. I don't think the Packers are that far off. And I don't think that they were that far off with Aaron Rodgers. And I don't think they'll be that far off with Jordan Love as their starting quarterback. They are ready to make that decision. But let's go into the timeline over the last week or so. Because in the last several weeks, we've seen a couple of things with the Packers and their soon-to-be former quarterback. Number one, the Packers quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, went into his darkness retreat. And... We will hear from him coming up in just a few minutes when he appeared on the Pat McAfee show earlier today about what his feeling going into the darkness retreat was and what his feeling was in the immediate aftermath of coming out of the darkness retreat and, you know, reading the text messages on his phone, which some of it's, I don't know, some of it's dubious, maybe some of it's not, I don't know. It's been difficult to get into Aaron's head over the 18 years that he's been in Green Bay. I've covered his entire career. I was in the media auditorium the night he was drafted, or the, it was the afternoon he was drafted. It was Remember when the draft was a Saturday, Sunday? He was drafted on a Saturday. Now that's the last couple of rounds of the NFL draft. It used to be the first, what, I think it was rounds one, two, and three on Saturday, and four, five, six, and seven on Sunday before they changed the format. So that's how long ago it's been that uh, Aaron has been in Green Bay. But the scouting combine was a couple of weeks ago. And NFL Network's Rich Eisen was there, as he's always there. And he came back with five things that he learned at the NFL scouting combine because people at the NFL scouting combine like to talk. And this is what Rich Eisen came back with as one of his items that he wanted to talk about when he got back to his show number two on the list of rumors i heard at the combine the packers sure hope aaron Rodgers doesn't want to come back (laughs) they 
sure hope <laughs> just like praying that when he comes up with his decision, it is I wish to retire or I wish to be traded elsewhere. Wow. They do not want his response to be let's run it back. When I say I heard that over and over and over again, it's just like you have no idea what's going on there. And you wow. know, you have you know and all of that. I do once again have I cannot sit here and say I have facts from ground zero in Wisconsin. And clearly, you know, Rogers has told you through his many appearances, certainly on McAfee's show, that nobody, like a very, very small subset of people know what he's thinking. I'm saying hot rumor at the Combine is the Packers want an answer from Rogers to be no more. Because they also, I don't think, want to be the ones to... And the relationship. Right. That, by the way, if he does come back, you know, you got a first ballot Hall of Famer coming back, but deep down, I'm hearing, boy, (laughs) do they not want that answer from him. Rich Eisen saying the Packers wanted to move on, desperately wanted to move on from Aaron Rodgers and into the Jordan Love era. Okay, so you fast forward after that, and we still hadn't heard anything from Aaron himself. He hadn't posted up on the Pat McAfee show, hadn't really said anything on social media, a couple of little trolly things here and there, but nothing of any substance. Then Mark Murphy, Packers president and CEO, he was at the WIAA Girls State Basketball Tournament last week Friday at the Resch Center in Green Bay, just across the street from Lambeau Field, of course. He was there. And he was on the broadcast, and he also had a chance to catch up with WBAY's Adriana Torres. And if you listen carefully to this interview, you'll hear some past tense. All right, so it's certainly been an interesting offseason. Aaron Rodgers technically is under contract with the Packers. What is it that, uh, from this organization's standpoint, where this organization allowed Rodgers to speak with the Jets? Yeah, you know, I think, uh, I mean, I can't get into all the details, but, you know, it's a situation where I think we wanted uh, to help Aaron achieve what he wanted as well as the Packers and hopefully, uh, you know, create a situation where it's kind of a win for both sides. At this point, is it entirely up to Aaron Rodgers on what he wants to do? And then what has the communication been like the last few days and the last few weeks? Yeah, you know, we're still in uh, discussions. I I can't really get into uh, a lot of the specifics. Um, just, you know, 15 years ago, this Packers organization has been through something very similar with Brett Favre, even with the Jets involved in all of that. How strange has that been? And then what has this organization learned from 15 years ago now using uh, in this year? Yeah, well, obviously, we're very fortunate to have back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks. And, yeah, it's it was very early in my tenure, so I remember it very well with, uh, uh, with Brett's situation. And, you know, um, it's kind of that happens in our game. You know, nobody, very few players play for only one team. Uh, and, you know, obviously, Brett had a great career. Aaron had a great career here. And uh, regardless of what happens, you know, Aaron will be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He'll be in our Hall of Fame. And we'll bring him back. He'll retire his number. And, uh, but this is just one of the things that you go through as a team. And, uh, you know, again, we want to try to achieve something that's, Good for both uh, Aaron and us. Packers president Mark Murphy on with WBAY-TV's Adriana Torres last week Friday. So that brings us to today, Aaron Rodgers appearing on the Pat McAfee Show. 
right off the gate, he had some things that he wanted to get off his chest, including how he feels this kind of all took place. And it it took place when he was, at least in his mind, in his quote-unquote hippie retreat in Oregon. Um, so we come off of last year with uh, obviously missing playoffs. I didn't have an MVP season. Um, you know, I was interested in where they would be at uh, mentally. Everything that I was told in the week that I was in Green Bay was take as long as you want and, you know, we want you to retire Packer. Uh, you know, you want to come back and play. Obviously, the door is wide open. Um so that was the information that I was going that was that I was going on. Now, when I came out of the darkness, something changed. I'm not exactly sure what that was, but something changed. And I got back to my phone after five days off of it, you know, because your phone's not on the entire time. There's no Wi-Fi on that, uh, you know, hippie mountain. Um, and when I got back to that little uh, shack they have where there's a you know one bar of Wi-Fi, I got back to, to you know hundreds of text messages and emails and all different things. Um, I realized that there'd been a little bit of a shift um, and that, that uh, I heard from multiple uh, people that I trust uh, around the league, players mostly, um, that that there was some shopping going on, that, that uh, the, they were interested in actually moving me. At this point, you know, I, I got to admit, I went in the darkness, 90% retiring, 10% playing. That's where my, my mind was. My mind was, I'm, I'm tired of this. I hadn't got back into my workouts yet. And... I thought that that was what was best for me. So I went in the darkness to contemplate a lot of different things. But one day I spent entirely on the, the reality I was retired. And one day I spent entirely on the reality that I was coming back and playing. And just really sat with that for hours and hours, uh, what that looked like, what the reality is, how that all felt. And uh, when I came out, I was really interested in what the, what the kind of landscape was, uh, where, where Green Bay was at. And obviously, uh, if uh, I wanted to play, you know, what were the options? Um, so it was clear to me at that point that although the Packers were going to say the right thing uh, publicly, that they were ready to move on. And I, again, I don't know what changed that or what moved that. If they just said, hey, you know, we need to make a decision here because he hasn't made a decision yet. So then the subject of the New York Jets came up. Some of these issues were things I was talking about two years ago. You know, it, it was it was how do we treat uh, older players on the way out? And it's ironic that now I'm, you know, I'm that player. But I think that's the beauty in life is is the, uh, you know, the sense of humor that the universe uh, that the universe has. But um, so I'm uh, no malice, no bitterness towards the Packers. It's been bittersweet for sure the last uh, the last ten days. So I've shifted my focus to entertaining, you know, what the plane would look like, hmm. and had the, uh, you know, uh, the Packers granted obviously permission for the Jets to come out and visit. We had a nice visit. Um, they decided to leave their cars in the street, which attracted paparazzi attention which uh, got, you know, a few of them photographed, which I thought was pretty funny. But um, made a couple uh, of mistakes early. But we had, a, we, had a nice, we had a nice conversation. And I told them, listen, I'm not ready to make a decision about anything. I want to get back into my workouts and see how it feels, uh, you know, to really hit it hard for, for a week. I've obviously been working out before that, but to really hit it hard for a week and, and to see if that drive and the, and the passion is still there. And, and then I'll you know see where we're at. So as for the decision as to what he wanted to do, how did he come up with that? That he still had the fire in the belly that he wanted to still play. And so again, this is why this is not a decision here. The decision I think was made in my mind whether or not I was able to admit at that point. Uh, really on that Tuesday, I wanted to play. 
Um, and then it was, uh, you know, how is my body uh, feeling? Is it going to be able to hold up? So at this point, as I sit here, you know, I think since Friday, uh, I made it clear that my intention was to play and my intention was to play for the New York Jets. Okay. Um, and I haven't been holding anything up at this point. It's been compensation that the Packers are trying to get uh, for me and kind of digging their heels in. So I would just, uh, <laughs> I think it is interesting at this point to step back and look at the whole picture. Um, you know, my side, love and appreciation, gratitude for everything that Green Bay has done for me. Love, so much love and gratitude and just heart open for the Packer fans yeah. and what it meant to be their quarterback. And also the reality of the situation, you know, like it is what it is. The Packers would like to move on. They've let me know that in so many words. They let, they've let other people know that in direct words. Um, and because I still have that fire and I, I, and I want to play and I would like to play in New York, uh, it's just a matter of, um, you know, getting that done at this point. Bottom line, at the end of the day? At this point, as I sit here, you know, I think since Friday, uh, I made it clear that my intention was to play, and my intention was to play for the New York Jets. So that brings us to today. That brings us to where we are right now with the Packers. Unless they've worked something out with the New York Jets, um, and that's entirely possible by the time you listen to this, but as of right now, it seems as though that the uh, Packers and Jets are in a little bit of a stalemate. So here's some nuts and bolts of the Packers' salary cap situation. The trade, when it happens, according to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, will result in Rodgers counting just over $40 million against the cap. He's in New York. How does he count against the cap? Well, he would because the Packers counted $31.62 million against the cap had he continued playing for Green Bay. But the number goes up because of all of the cap changes that the Packers had pushed into future years that will come due once a player is traded or released. It's called, you know, you got to pay that bill. We talked for years about, ah, kick that can down the road. That Got to kick that can down the road. We'll pay for it later. We'll worry about it later. We'll deal with it later. Well, now is later. At some point, if you've, got a, if you've ever had a credit card bill, and most of you have, if you've ever had a credit card bill, you know, you can pay off that minimum salary. You can pay off that minimum that's due at the end of every month. You can do that. And you can keep doing that for a long time. But at some point, you're going to get crushed by all of the interest that is going to accrue. If you have, for example, say an 18% interest credit card and you're paying the minimum of a $400 balance, you're going to be paying $10,000 by the time you finally get around to paying the damn thing off. Well, it's kind of the same thing here. You don't have the 18% interest, uh, but you still have to come correct when that bill is due. And when a player is traded or released, that bill comes due. That's where the Packers are right now. Right now, the Packers are about $21 million under the cap. This is also before the draft, too. This is also at the uh, first day, the first couple of hours of free agency. Now, how did they get to be $21 million under the cap? That counts a restructure that they did with Devondre Campbell. That cleared about $2.6 million. Then they re-signed Keyshawn Nixon, and they gave a $4.3 million restricted free agent second-round tender for Yash Nyman. But once that deal goes through, the Packers will drop to about $12 million once the Rodgers trade goes through as far as 
what they are underneath the cap. Now, they've created about $50 million in cap space since the end of the year. They were, uh, reworked Aaron Jones' deal. They reworked Preston Smith's deal. They reworked Kenny Clark's deal, David Bakhtiari's, Jair Alexander's. But they're also running out of guys that they can do that with. They've kicked the can down the road so far that they're just hoping to be able to have enough players to get through the 2023 season at a point where they can be competitive, which is what every NFL team kind of strives to do. I think the Packers, by and large, have used their money pretty wisely. I have no qualms about the way that the Packers have dealt with their finances over the last five or six years. I used to make fun of Ted Thompson's quote-unquote money room because he'd just be hoarding it. Wouldn't go out and spend for any free agents. Brian Gutekunst has been a little bit looser, but you know the the draft and develop and the sign your own guys um, that kind of still remains in Green Bay to a certain extent. And they've been successful last season, eight and nine. Not what you would call a successful season, but I also think that there were some mitigating circumstances. Uh, David Bakhtiari with the appendix that you know you can't predict that. He was coming back, he had some knee issues that you were like, oh boy, it's been two years since he really was able to come on and and play at an all-pro level, or play at all, really, at a consistent level, and he has the appendicitis. What else can go wrong? The thing about David Bakhtiari is, he was fantastic when he was out on the field. I think they need some better contributions from some guys, including J.R. Alexander, who sometimes makes the great play, but also gives up some big plays. And I know that that's kind of the nature, the the all-or-nothing nature of being an NFL cornerback. But he's being paid to be elite. And last season, I don't believe that he was elite. I think Devondre Campbell, at the beginning of last season, kind of for whatever reason, got off to a little bit of a slow start before he kind of came back around. Bottom line, I still think this is a really good football team, with or without Aaron Rodgers. If everybody's healthy next season, I don't think that the Packers are that far, even with Jordan Love at quarterback, I don't think they're that far behind some of the other teams in the NFL. Do I think they're a Super Bowl contender? No. But I also don't think that they're going to be an embarrassing football team next year either. That's all going to be decided. What the Packers get back from the Jets in terms of compensation, that is all going to be at some point decided, and we're not there yet. Hopefully soon. I would like, I think everybody would like this to be done sooner rather than later. I know everybody that I work with would. As the Packers flagship, we want to be able to turn the page. Aaron Rodgers should get his flowers, and then we'll move on. But that last point is really important. Aaron Rodgers deserves his flowers. Aaron Rodgers deserves to have his career looked at, and he kind of alluded to it earlier today, as one of the greatest Packers players of all time. How can you say otherwise? How can anybody objectively look at what he has done in Green Bay and not say, you know what, if there's a Mount Rushmore of great Packers players, as great as all of these guys have been, Aaron Rodgers is definitely one of them. And this is a team that has more Hall of Famers than everybody, I think, except for the Chicago Bears. Who's the greatest Packers quarterback of all time? With all due respect to Brett and to Bart, it's Aaron I don't know that, you know, the best human being of those three is Bart Starr without question. But the best quarterback also to, to me without question is Aaron Rodgers. No, he doesn't have the same 
team success that Bart Starr had in the 1960s, but Bart Starr also had 12 Hall of Famers around him at the same time. Hall of Fame coach, one of the greatest coaches of all time in Vince Lombardi, if not the greatest. It's either him or Belichick. And I'd say the same thing about Brett Favre, but if you look at how Aaron took care of the football as opposed to Brett, well, who's the better quarterback, Aaron or Brett? Well, it's it's Aaron. Sometimes I think that he's done some weird things in his personal life that I don't agree with, but it's not my life either. If Aaron Rodgers wants to have strained relationships with his family, I hope that at some point he comes around and, and those fences can be mended. I My wish is for that as, you know, just as a human being. But that's none of my damn business. The end of the day, I, okay, whatever. But he is one of the greatest players in Packers franchise history. And Packers fans should remember him as such. Was he a pain in the ass sometimes? Sure. Was he a pain in the ass to the media sometimes? Sure. But that's an occupational hazard. You look at what he was able to accomplish. All of those thrilling Sunday afternoons. All of those thrilling primetime games. One Super Bowl win, you wish there were more. Four MVPs. The heights that he was able to not only sustain from a Hall of Fame predecessor, but also elevate from a Hall of Fame predecessor. Every accolade that Aaron Rodgers gets, he deserves. Every praise that he gets as a football player, he has earned. That's the best thing you can say about a football player. So in, you know, I don't know how many years, five years, six years, seven years, whenever he goes into the Hall of Fame, he will be thought of as a Green Bay Packer, not a New York Jet. I wish him success in New York whenever it happens, hopefully sooner rather than later. But I will remember Aaron Rodgers as the smartest athlete I've ever been around. Yes, he was not afraid to tell you he was the smartest athlete that you've ever been around. But just so much joy that he brought Packers fans over the last 18 years, specifically the last 15 as a starter. You can't put a price tag on that. So I wish him well. I wish him nothing but success in New York. I would love to see the Packers play the Jets in the Super Bowl. Don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, but end of the day, looks like that's the end of the road for Aaron Rodgers. That'll do it for this edition of the Doug Russell Podcast. Hope everybody enjoys March Madness coming up in the next couple of days. It's the best time of the year. Opening day's right around the corner. So is the Masters. But we've got a lot of basketball to talk about. And that's coming up next when we reconvene right here on the Doug Russell Podcast. Doug Russell Podcast.